Welcome to this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. We're thankful that you are here. Bubba, today we are going to have a blast because we're talking about America's pastime, and we're going to be interviewing a a, a man who says, look, I'm glad it's America's pastime, but we're dealing with a generation of of people that think that baseball moves way too slow. You know, Rick, I'm not a fan of change just for change's sake. Right. But I am a fan of taking things, breaking them apart, looking at them, and going, how can we make this better? And that's what Jesse Cole has done with his invention, Banana Ball. He is the founder of Fans First Entertainment. He's owner of the Savannah Bananas. And Jesse joins us on Rick and Bubba University. Jesse, how you doing, buddy? Fired up to be with you guys. <laughs> uh, it's our, So let, let's talk about this. Take everybody. Maybe there there's people watching this or listening to this that may have never heard of you. They don't know what we're talking about. So tell us how we came up with Banana Ball. <laughs> Well, it always starts with a question, you know, for, for us that we've been watching baseball for a long time. And, you know, the Savannah Bananas started as just a college summer baseball team playing in Savannah, Georgia. Professional baseball was there for 90 years at this stadium. Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, they all played here and no one was coming to games. Literally, the minor league team had a couple hundred fans coming to the game. They left. And we as a college summer team came to Savannah, Georgia with the hopes of making baseball more fun. And I don't know if you guys know the story, but we only sold two tickets in our first three months. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. And so, uh, yeah, by January of 2016, uh, we got a phone call. We overdrafted our account. Uh, My wife and I were completely out of money. The team was out of money. So we sold our house, emptied our savings account, and we're sleeping on an airbed just five years ago. And we knew we had to make something dramatically different. So with our collegiate team, we said, it's going to be a circus. We're going to be named the team after a fruit. We're going to have a senior citizen dance team called the Banana Nanas. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to have a male cheerleading team called the Mananas. Um, our players are going to do choreographed dances. We're going to have a break dancing first base coach, and we're going to make it an absolute circus. And with that, we made every ticket all inclusive, all your food, everything, burgers, hot dogs, chicken sandwiches, soda, water for $18. Um, you know, we eliminated ticket fees, convenient fees. We limited all of our advertising for our ballpark because we wanted to be fans first. And what happened, long story short, is every single game sold out, uh, waiting list in the thousands to see this college team. And I noticed something at every game, even though every game sold out, my wife and I now have a real bed, which is a big, big accomplishment for us. Um, I, I look in the crowd and every night, no matter if the games are sold out, there's scalpers outside, fans were leaving the games early. And my question for most people is, when was the last time you went to a great event pre-COVID or a great movie in the middle of the movie or the middle of the event, you say, oh, that was good. I'm going to leave now. It doesn't happen. Yet in baseball games, fans were leaving early and early. So we said, the game has to be faster. It is too long, too slow, too boring for too many people. And so we said, let's try something new. And we invented a new game and we took it on the road, took the show on the road. And uh, it was an amazing journey over the last month. So now you've kind of moved from the arena of promotions and having a good atmosphere in a stadium to actually changing the game and the rules of baseball, which have been around for a long time. And quite frankly, uh, anything that's been around that long may need an adjustment here and there, and they've been a few over the years. But kind of run down the rules of banana ball for everybody. Well, again, it, it starts with a problem. So if the game's too long, too slow, too boring, how do you make it faster? Right. And then look at all the parts in a baseball game that are boring and make them more exciting. And all the parts that are fun add to them. Right. So the first thing we said was like, all right, three hours, four hours too long. Let's just put a two-hour time limit on it. Bam, two-hour time limit. So we said, we're going to do that first. Then we said, well, what if we made every inning 
more interesting, more exciting. And we started coming up with the ideas. We said, well, what if every inning counts? In the sense, the best play in baseball, the most exciting is the walk-off win at the end, the right. walk-off hit, the walk-off homer. So we said, what if that could happen every inning? And so whoever wins an inning gets a point. And so first team to five points wins the game. So basically what happens is the home team, if the visitor scores one run in the first, but the home team get guys on second and third, base hit, walk-off, huge celebration. The Bananas have won the inning. And it goes one nothing. So that was the first idea. And we kept asking those questions. We said, all right, well, how do we involve our fans? What if a fan caught a foul ball? Could that be an out? And we asked that question. I love that. Bring them up. Yeah. Which actually happened uh, in the last game, which was amazing. But they caught a bananas player ball. And so the fans were booing him like crazy. It was a very Steve Bartman uh, episode again. <laughs> so we, wait a minute. Uh, if, you're, if you're the home team, you don't want to catch the foul balls if your team is batting. But if it's the opponent team, you do want to catch it. A hundred percent. Except this guy saw a ball coming towards him and he right? just caught it. He wasn't thinking about it. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, we, we, Poor we talked, Steve Bartman. We talked about that on the air, and that's the first thing we said. It's, it feels like Steve Bartman. It's like, <laughs> did he start apologizing? I'm sorry banana fans i didn't think i didn't know what i was doing did he get pelted i'm not accustomed to this i should have slapped it down did he (laughs) did he try to get the crowd back on his side he immediately i was walking through the concourse and all of a sudden i heard the whole stadium booing like really loud booing i was like what happened is our is our did our coach get thrown out what as i run out there and they're all booing this fan (laughs) i'm like oh no but it ended up being he got interviewed by the media he was actually kind of a celebrity in the ballpark because he impacted the game even though it was in a negative way. So he walked out uh, being the first fan ever to catch a foul ball for an out. So I, I think uh, he's okay with that. The ball will go in the our Bananas Hall of Fame, I'll tell you that. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's one rule. But other rules, you can steal first. You know, why not? You know, uh, if ball goes away at any point, pass ball, you can take off to first. We had a bunch of guys steal first over the last month. Um, the most boring play in baseball is a walk. So boring. So we said, let's make it, let's make it fun. So what happens, it's called a sprint. So as soon as that fourth ball hits, the hitter takes off full speed. The catcher throws the ball to the third baseman generally, and it has to go to every position player on the field before it's live while the hitter is advancing to as many bases. Oh, my God. So when you say position, are you talking like third base, second, shortstop, then to first, or just third base, second base, then to first? Uh, All all seven position players. So it started with the pitcher, went to the catcher, then everybody has to touch it. Oh, so you, but you can do that in any order you want to, as long as everybody catches it and throws it. Yeah. I've seen strategy from the teams. A lot of times the outfielders will sprint in and so they can uh, shuffle it around. It's, it's obvious an automatic double. We've had triples and we did have one inside the park home run because they threw the ball away. So it's pretty exciting. So you, with this, with these changes, it's still baseball in that you have a baseball and a bat and position players, but. It's totally different in that you can't you can't really look away because you'll miss something. <laughs> that's the whole idea. That's the that's the mindset. And you know that's one of the things I noticed watching Major League Baseball games. You have hitters step out of the batter's box. It takes thirty seconds, forty seconds. Right. If you step out of the batter's box, it's a strike. So the batters are in the box, and we don't want you to have to blink. We want you to be able to see all the action. And I think it's kind of going the opposite way of baseball. You get to really take your time. You can talk to your friends. We want the action to be so exciting that you want more. And so that's what we're trying to create. So those are some of the rules. No bunting also. And then the one-on-one showdown uh, at the end of the game has been really changed extra innings dramatically. Now explain that part. (laughs) That's evolved. So uh, the idea came from a pitcher way back in the day, uh, Rube Waddell. And he was actually um, as good as Cy Young. 
he he was had unbelievable uh, uh, strikeout records, wins, but he was um, a partier, a drinker. He would go into the stands and take drinks from fans and start drinking. <laughs> he would chase fire trucks during games. He was crazy. He didn't make it was in the major league games. He was crazy. And some games he was a showman. He would say, "Nah, we don't need you guys." And he'd pull his whole team off the field and say, "I, I got these hitters." And he would go one on one against the hitter and strike them out. And I was like, that's the ultimate level of showmanship. <laughs> and for us, we, t- we teach our players, you know, bat-, bat flips. We teach our players to celebrate. We want that. And so I love the showmanship. So I said, hmm, in soccer, you have the, the penalty kick. Right. It's one of the most exciting, you know, I remember the U.S. Women's Olympic team, you know, Brandy Chastain and a big kick and she won. It was so exciting. Well, what if that happened in baseball? Instead of just saying, hey, let's play more baseball. Everyone says free baseball. Is anyone really excited for free baseball right. at the four-hour limit? And so, uh, so yeah, so we, so now it's basically the rule is it's pitcher versus hitter. We did make one evo- uh, uh, change. We added one fielder that has to be behind the mound to make it a little closer. And the hitter has to score. So basically what happens, we've had this happen in almost every game. A hitter will hit the ball into the outfield. The fielder will take off full speed, and they'll end up being a play at the plate to potentially say, is he safe or is he out? And it's unbelievably exciting, but basically that's, that's the goal. Let's say the pitcher's either going to win or the hitter's going to win, and there's action involved. So it, you would only do that if the score was tied, right? Oh, that's a good question. Only if a team has not reached five. Okay. So okay, you I have to you. get to five. So it could be three to two. Right. It could be four to two, and then it goes the first team to five points wins. Right. So and every so if- game that we've done has gone to a showdown. So if you don't do that, you have a showdown at the end. Correct. And every Correct. game has gone to a showdown. Every game, yeah, except for the first <laughs> test game. The first test game, we played a, a nine-inning game in an hour and 39 minutes. Oh, but my goodness. So other these that, rules yes. are being implemented in a summer league that has college players playing. Is that correct? No, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to break the rules for NCAA. So uh, this is only for our, we formed a professional, two professional teams, Globe Trotter style, except they're competitive. There's no Washington Generals. Right, I got Um, you. And so that's where the future of the bananas is. We're going to be taking this show on the road, playing banana ball with two professional teams, guys that, you know, throw in the 90s, have professional experience. We can't do that with our collegiate team. Right, I got you. I got you. So so you're traveling around really selling the concept and then at some point, you I guess you would hope that they would be more than two teams, right? Not necessarily. I mean, it, it's we're in a league of our own. We're, we're just trying to make baseball fun. And if we can bring the game to more people, it's a win-win. If there is a league that does it, I mean, I'd be open to, to, to talking with them. But um, it's very unique. It's very different. It's about the show. It's about the fun. It's about the experience. Will a league take one of the rules? Maybe. I mean, batters should not be stepping out of batter's box. That's an easy one. There's other rules right. that could be taken. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think our goal is just to continue to take this show and show it to more people and uh, <laughs> see where it goes from there. Jesse Cole's our guest, the founder of Fans First Entertainment. We're talking banana ball when we come back on the Rick and Bubba University podcast. All right, so Jesse Cole is with us. Uh, we've been talking about banana ball, and the question Bubba asked uh, is the one that I was going to land on, and you've answered it. So you're not really seeing this as becoming its own league. You see this as our show is coming to your town, come out and enjoy baseball. And uh, I guess one of the, th- the only downside I see to what you're talking about, are you getting any complaints that people don't, can't go to the bathroom? <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you've got so much going on. People go, well, I, did, I used to go yeah. old baseball. I went to the bathroom as many times as I needed to and missed nothing. Uh, so, uh, what, what is the biggest stadium you've played in so far? 
So again, we've only been in Savannah. Obviously, this really launched during COVID. So we right. did our one city world tour. Right, again, I got you. I got one you. city world tour. That's kind of banana ball like. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. And so we went to a one city world tour, Mobile, Alabama, and we were fortunate um, to do in front of seven thousand fans. So two nights sold out. Uh, it was wild. And uh, we've also we've tested a lot of things. It's basically just I think I think there needs to be more tests. You know, baseball has been going on for so long. Why aren't we trying new things? And I think MLB does these little tiny incremental things that no one even really knows what they're doing. Right. So I'm just going to take some big tests. I mean, we had a halftime show in the middle of our game the other day. Like that doesn't make any sense in a baseball game, but the fans loved it. It was very. There's your bathroom break, Rick. You've been eating. There it is. But you can't leave just because you want to see what that is. Now I don't know what they're doing at halftime. I can't go. (laughs) You know, if I go to a football game, I don't want to watch the marching band. I'm going to the bathroom. But what? There's no telling what Jesse's going to put out there. I don't want to miss it. It, Jesse, I I just like the idea that you're you're breaking this apart and looking at it different. Have you, you know, as you sit around and brainstorm, have you thought about other sports? how you might help them out? Uh, be honest, not, not too much. You know, we've, I've been focused on this, but I think it, it, the, the starting point on any sport is always start with your fans. Every single night, someone on our staff goes undercover. I take off the yellow tuxedo sub games, park with the fans, walk in with the fans, sit with the fans, eat with the fans. I think so many businesses, so many sports teams, they're focused on, you know, the short-term profits. They're focused on the corporate philosophies that they have. But, you know, we're focused on long-term fans and we're willing to throw away the short-term profits. A lot of this doesn't make sense. The fact that we eliminated all ad revenue from our ballpark and created the first ad-free stadium, throwing away hundreds of thousands of dollars, that doesn't make sense. But we don't believe anyone comes to our ballpark to be advertised to, sold to, or marketed to. They just want to have fun. The fact that all of our tickets are all-inclusive, that doesn't make sense because you can make more money selling a burger. So, like, that's not the best thing. But for us in our fans' first philosophy, it makes sense. So, um, I have not thought about other sports teams. We're just still trying to figure it out here and try new things. But the, the fan response has been wild, and I think that shows that maybe uh, people are ready for something different. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, because now here, here we go. Now my business mind has has the switch has flipped. So you come in. You've only done one, so it's not like we we you know on the road. And, and we got calls from people from Mobile that oh, went yeah. to, they went to the game. They they loved it. And uh, so so you're right. The product people love, but I hear you with this all inclusive ticket. But I know that a lot of times if you go on the road and you, the first time you put together your full tour, will the concessions in these stadiums allow you to do that? Yeah, we weren't able to do that on the road. So that's okay. you, have to, you, have to come, you have to come to Banana Land okay. to get yeah. the full Savannah Bananas experience. So <laughs> Banana Land, like we, that's everything's there. But when we go on the road, we're just going to bring the, the pool pep band, the male cheerleading team, the breakdancing coaches. We yeah. also introduced a dancing umpire, which was uh, pretty interesting to watch <laughs> as well. Uh, him calling a guy out and then doing a backflip was uh, the fans were like, what is happening right now? And uh, it was exactly how we wanted it. And we had a guy walk, walk up to bat in stilts. Um, and he actually got beamed in the back and everyone thought he was going to charge the mound, but he threw his bat triumphantly and got to first and people celebrated him. So, um, you know, people think it's a circus and, and to agree, uh, it is. We're well, it is. It is. But, but we're okay with that. Who are you not for? We are not for baseball traditions. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that's not who we're for. did you ever see the, the classic movie with James Earl Jones, bingo longs, traveling all-stars and motor Kings? <laughs> very familiar with it, but I don't know if I ever sat down and watched the whole thing. Because you, you, you really, it, this is you, you actually are taking and what they, what they did is, you know, they were on the road doing semi-pro baseball and, and they added an entertainment element, but what you've done and you, you hit it because you started out in minor league baseball, minor league baseball seems to have the desire to do some fun marketing, but they still have the same game. 
And that's what yeah. you ran into. That was the problem. There's red tape. Yeah, yeah. there's red tape. I mean, you, in minor league baseball, your, our players do a choreographed dance every night. Our players were doing crazy in love, footloose, a uh, hut in her. Uh, I see. I did a her. I think I got it right. But they do yeah. those dances every game because our break dancing coach teaches them a dance. You can't have players dancing in minor league baseball because they're owned by the major league team. You right. can't do uh, that. Right. So we have no red tape. So if we got in an actual league, there'd probably be too much red tape. I wouldn't do too well with it. <laughs> but, but what if you created But what if you were the league? Yeah, you're the league. What I'm saying is, and I'm not saying about getting crazy with it, and I'm saying you got two teams, and, yeah. and, and you're following the Globetrotters format. We're here ultimately to put on a show that features baseball. They yes. put on a show that, but the outcome, the outcome is not predetermined. Predetermined, yeah. Right. Either team so can. Atlanta's lost two of the four games. It's competitive, yeah. Oh, what, and what's the name of the other team? The party animals. The party animals. <laughs> I mean, are you finding that there's certain now you're developing party animal teams? I mean, mem- I mean, fans <laughs> that people say, "I tell you what, I'm for the party animals." Well, the party animals developed a unique uh, characteristic about them. They actually literally jumped over the fence in outfield, throwing their bats as their introduction. They do push-ups after every single run scored. They have pizzas delivered to their uh, dugout in the middle of the game. They have dumbbells where they're lifting dumbbells, and they shotgun energy drinks uh, before they go up to bat. So they've developed their unique personality based on their team name. So there are Party Animals fans now, which is making it a little pretty interesting. What about merchandise? I mean, can I get all of the banana Party Animal merchandise I want at the games? Uh, there's a there's a small section of party animals. We're still bananas <laughs> through and through. But yes, uh, when I see people wearing their crazy black and pink and neon green, I'm like, yeah, all right, that's fine. We'll we'll deal with it. We'll, but, we'll grow with it. But the merching, I, I would think the banana merchandise. That's another area that you you might do well in. Do you offer merchandise and all that? You want to hear a funny story? So when we first started and we named the team on February 25th, 2016, we had no idea what to expect with merchandise. And the first shipment of T-shirts came in a week earlier, and there were too many N's in bananas. So bananas was spelled wrong. So our first shipment of shirts, we couldn't even sell. And then, and then we announced the team. And for some crazy reason, it took off the Savannah Bananas. It was number one trending on Twitter. And so we started selling merch all over the world. But we were charging, at that point, $5 for shipping. So to ship to Australia mm-hmm. and the U.K., we were losing everything. It was terribly yeah. done. Uh, now everything's free shipping, no matter what, uh, domestic. And what's happened is, yeah, um, we're doing more merch. Every single day we're doing international, uh, hundreds of orders. Um, and the bananas, you know, from all the publicity, it's it's been really wonderful. And when people wear the banana shirt, I think they're thinking something, uh, something crazy when they're wearing it. All right, we'll come back. <laughs> we're going to continue talking to Jesse Cole, founder of Fans First Entertainment, the Savannah Bananas and the Party Animals, uh, hopefully, after we get on the other side of the pandemic, may be coming to a city near you. We'll be back with more of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. All right, so let's talk a little bit, Bubba. We keep getting all these emails of people with now the new thing with these Raycon wireless earbuds is it's now people want to show us how durable they are. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we keep getting, you, you don't have to do that, folks. Yeah, guys, Just enjoy them. Yeah, just tell us yeah. they sound good and you <laughs> like the way they fit. Now people are saying, tell you what, my kid left his in his uh, – uh, in his blue jeans, we washed them, took them out. They're still working. You know, that wasn't even part of the marketing, but thank you for that. Here's, here's why you should get Raycon wireless earbuds. Uh, the durability, you know, may be just a bonus, but here's the reason why they're about half the price of what they're wanting to charge you for other earbuds that are out there. Uh, they don't look bizarre. You don't have anything hanging out of your ear. They fit comfortably and more discreetly, but also you're still getting the same quality. Uh, six hours worth of playtime on, on, a, on a charge. Uh, you also are getting the bass sound you want out of the music. You know, this podcast sounds great on it, maybe no matter what you're listening to. So, and, and, and again, so we're talking about 
about half the price, but then we're sending you to raycon.com slash rickbubbapod. That's raycon.com slash rickbubbapod. And then there's an additional 15% off. And they really come in cool colors. You'll love them. Uh, the Rick and Bubba audience, I mean, now if you don't have a pair of, of the Raycon earbuds, really you're looked down upon inside the Rick and Bubba family. <laughs> That's right. It, it is the item you must have. So get yours now. Buyraycon.com slash rickbubbapod. Buyraycon.com slash rickbubbapod for an additional 15% off. Welcome back to Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, Jesse Cole is our guest, uh, the founder of Fans First Entertainment. He is an American entrepreneur, which we love. And and now we we have decided to help him to go to the next level. Uh, so so Savannah Bananas Party Animals. We've taken baseball, taken out all the boring parts. I will tell you, Bubba has a slight bone of contention about bunting. He still likes bunting for some reason. And uh, and I and but but you said, but I'm not going to get hung up on. Right, that. you're not hung up on. Yeah, you, I mean, I, I would just say if I had my druthers. Yeah, it, maybe you do this, Jesse. I'm trying to get into your <laughs> your head that's covered in a in a bright yellow banana hat. Yeah. Is maybe you bring Bunny in at some point, but you set the bat on fire. <laughs> <laughs> now you're speaking my language. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I see. That's the thing about when Banana Ball, I, I think we're going to evolve the rules. There will be new rules potentially added based on the fans' response. But yeah, the bunting. Sorry about that, my friend. My dad is, when I was a kid, my dad used to say, swing hard in case you hit it. And that's kind of been a philosophy. <laughs> well, you know, fall. as you peel the banana, things will change. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, I, I asked earlier about the other sports because I, you, you have done what a lot of us have sit around and talked about yeah. on the back porch. Yeah. So rules we'd like to see changed in other sports. And, for instance, I've been involved in tennis for several years, and tennis is – and I, I'm just screaming, we got to change some things because people are – they're dying in the stands, you know, and they, they never know the match is over. And it just kills me because it is a fun sport to play and it's a fun sport to watch, but we have successfully made it as boring as it can be, you know? Well, it, it, it's, a, it's a good question. When you look at those sports, you need to ask the questions on always from the fan perspective. Like, that's how we look. So, like, Amazon, for instance, they, they said, Jeff Bezos was asked, hey, what's going to change in the next 10 years of business? He goes, that's not the right question. What's not going to change? Mm -hmm. And fans are always going to want better prices, a wider selection, and more convenience. Right. And so, for us, we asked, what's not going to change? Are fans ever going to want longer games? Probably are fans not. Ever gonna want, are fans ever going to watch more dead time? more no. slow action. No. So when you answer those questions, then you continue to push on that. And that's whether it's tennis, whether it's soccer, whether it's football, whatever it is, push on that. And then do the same thing from a viewing standpoint on maybe digital. Like we started our own streaming where we mic up players. Um, we literally let our fans choose who's going to pitch during a game. And like this all happened because we started asking those questions. We have a drone that, that flies during the game, actually covering the footage, um, which the first game, the umpire ran off the field. He thought we were being attacked. I go, no, it's just our drone. We're good. Guys. We're good. <laughs> that's great. So let me ask you this, Jesse. And, and if some of this you don't disclose, that's okay. But I, I'm trying to think if this, if this continues to grow, like the, your, your first samples, people have taken the sample and they seem to love it. Uh, and it's doing well. Now, we've only just begun because the pandemic limited yeah. you on what you could do. But we've yeah. only just begun. But but our early indication is people like this. You've got to continue to have players uh, that, that are going to fit the player you're looking for to do this. What is in it for the players? Do they get paid? Uh, are they volunteer? Uh, how does that part work? 
Yeah. So now they do get paid. This is professional in that sense. I don't like the word professional typically, but uh, in that sense, yes. So we had a big tryout. Uh, it was really cool. D Dallas Braden and Josh Reddick, uh, you know, major league player, former major league player, they paid for hotel rooms for the guys to come down here. And we had guys from all over the country come. And what I told the guys, I go, guys, most time when you get into minor league baseball, professional baseball becomes a job. You are competing against the person right next to you. This is an opportunity to, to play like you were as a kid to have the flair, to show your personality, have fun, and you're going to get paid. And some really cool moments. I mean, we had one player uh, who's a sal salsa dancer. We asked when, when they, when they apply for us, we said, what do you, what, what entertainment, what skills you, know, you got, what skills, entertainment skills do you have? It and he goes, is a circus. Salsa. It is a circus. That's yeah. exactly what, what PT Barnum would have asked. Oh, well, again, big, he's about, I'm inspired by PT. I've read every book about him, but, but this guy, uh, Christopher Vasquez, he says, Hey Jesse, if you're cool with it, I'll, my first at bat, I'll come up and I'll do a salsa all the way to bat. I go, yes, you will. And of course, you know, we film it, put out on TikTok. We had other guys come up to bat with bananas. And so they had more fun. And at the end of the night, after the last game with a surprise fireworks show in Mobile, no one wanted to leave. Fans and players had their players had their arms around each other. They're singing, the pep band's playing. And I was like, to me, as a guy who played college baseball and was bored and miserable, I would pay for that. Yeah, <laughs> and we're hoping that we can pay even a lot more in the future. Sure. So they do they do get compensation. This probably isn't enough for this to be their full time job, right? It's a uh... no, not with four games. I mean, yeah. I mean, our goal is to pay on a per game basis, and we want to pay more than minor leagues, and I think we will, and especially next year. So, uh, but yeah, it can't be a full time. They just have to really want to join the circus for a, a month, a couple months, and, and see what happens. Well, well I, Jesse, if if we're if we're fans of this, but we're going, man, it's going to be tough to get to Savannah. How are we going to get to see this in action? How do we get you to come to our town on your next world tour? That's a good question. And we're so fortunate. We asked our, our fans last year, where should we go? We heard from 300 cities in 15 countries. I was like, sorry, Sydney, <laughs> Australia. We're not going to be able to go to you guys in 2021. Yeah, it's a little right. tough. We're not there yet. Yeah, the overhead, uh, a little high yeah, for that trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that won't make it this year. But yeah, we're, fans are reaching out and su suggesting cities. And, you know, we're probably going to do four new cities next year uh, and then go to eight and go to 12. And so if there's a lot of response from that city, we'll do it. And then we'll announce and, you know, we're fortunate in Mobile. The wait list joined to almost 4,000. We put tickets on sale and it sold out. So wow. We'll build, we'll build the list and hopefully people will get to come out and have to see it. So well, I know we, you guys will we'll be back in your area at some point. We would like to see you at the Hoover Met. No doubt. Yeah. We got a nice setup. <laughs> got, and, and this is a field that the a minor league team left to go to a new one that was built. So it's sitting there needing something and they still do the sec tournament there, yeah. don't they? And yeah, all that, day. but, but still it's, it's, it's a great facility, but let, let me yeah. ask you this, the things you're doing to help the game of baseball, I get the whole part of it being a show, and we can definitely relate to that. We used to have the Rick and Bubba softball team that would travel mm -hmm. around like the Globetrotters, and we did similar to what you were doing. Is We played softball, but our, our, our deal was the, the kids do not come to see Rick and Bubba lose. <laughs> so so what, we, what we would do is we our, our base coaches had grills at first and second base, so if we got on base, they'd give us a hamburger. You know, and this guy, they were literally grilling during the game. And, and, and so you would have loved it. It was, it was definitely your thing. Uh, so we did all that that kind of stuff. But I was going to ask you this. I, I remember distinctly have, having four sons. Every single one of them that played baseball, guess when they loved it? When it wasn't traditional baseball. Mm -hmm. They loved t-ball. They loved coach pitch. They loved machine pitch. But the every single one of them. When they got into the level of now the kid pitches to the other kid and the kids can't throw it over and there's multiple walks and the game slows down, every single one of them quit. 
and 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 they quit because they were bored out of their minds and and you know and they didn't enjoy the game and, and so they started being drawn to other sports that had a little more action and moved a little quicker and uh, and I think even in our area with one of my sons uh, really got dialed in both of them did but one of them to a high degree into lacrosse because he liked the movement of lacrosse everything's happening quick you know you have free substitutions and and the and came the game moved a lot quicker and uh, so I think what you're doing is important and I think baseball has got to wake up because, you know, kids, if the game doesn't change, you can hang on to all your traditions and be a purist. Yeah. But then you, this, you may go out of business because <laughs> it, right now it just moves entirely too slow. Well, yes, 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 yes. MLB should be asking the question, who are your future fans? Yeah, right. Because right now the average baseball fan for a major league baseball team is creeping into their 60s. Mm. And ESPN did a study of kids under 12 and they asked, who are your favorite athletes? And only in the top 100, I think there was two total baseball players. And they were way out in the 50s and beyond. Yeah, That's a problem. So, like, for us, and again, coming from humble, and again, I want to preface this again. Five years ago, my wife and I, on an airbed, only sold two tickets. <laughs> but right, like, like, it was bad. But right now, we have more TikTok followers than every single Major League Baseball team. Wow. If, if, if that's not saying something about the young fan base, and we're showing our players having fun and the dancing and the craziness, like, that's who we're targeting. We're not the baseball traditionals. We lose baseball traditionals every year. They said, I'm not going to be a season ticket owner more. It's too crazy. It's too wild. It's too different. But we're getting young fans that are driving hours during the pandemic, which we were able to play crazy thing. The second game, a father and his wife and three kids came out to me and said, Hey, thank you guys so much uh, for this game. I go, Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. He goes, yeah, we just drove 40 hours from Utah for this game. We're driving 40 <laughs> hours back tomorrow. Oh, wow. I go, you're crazy. I want to drive 40 minutes to go to something. And, and, and that, but I think it's because it's not a traditional baseball game. It's something that you never know what's going to expect. And I think we all need more of that. And we're going to try to keep getting better and inventing new things for our fans. And I think MLB could do the same. I got to see. I got to have you go to four teams. I want four teams. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't have to have, you know, you don't have to have 20-something teams. But I, there's, there's, something, there's something in me that wants four. The competitiveness. Four, I want four teams. Yeah. And I want four teams. And I, and I want I – want, I want my team to be. I like that you're letting the the party animals play. That it's not globe trotters. Yeah. That every that are are pro wrestling. I yeah. love that. Think it, about two ballparks going at one yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm I'm saying that you got two teams going <laughs> here and you got two teams going there, and then you then you start developing what is your favorite banana ball team. Certainly, Savannah would have the most fan base to begin with. But you start dealing with this, and there's more merch to go with each team, and you don't get carried away. It's only four, so it doesn't get out of hand. And you could even go as far as to bring all four to one city if you didn't like having two spread out, uh, you know, and say you can see all four of our teams play a doubleheader today or, or over the weekend. One plays Friday, one plays Saturday, one plays Saturday, one plays Sunday afternoon. I don't know why, I, I, Jesse. I'm just I, I'm I want four teams. I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think you're starting one of the. I think literally you're going to be uh, you're going to be one of the uh, the founders of one of the teams. It sounds like. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> you know, what? I'm going to work with Birmingham. We've had some pretty good. Uh, you know, every single professional football league that dies always puts a team in Birmingham. Yeah, and, and then, it's, and then, it's it, a kiss of death. Yeah, and then we get excited that, that we're but actually – But the people turn out, the league ends up, you know, buckling. That's the yeah. problem. It's not us. No, I think I think banana ball in Birmingham, Alabama would be gigantic. Yeah, it would. Yeah, so – so, It's on the list officially right now. I just put it on the list, guys. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be bigger. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more with Jesse uh, in our final segment here and, on the podcast. And, Rick, we come back. I want to put Jesse on the spot. As we as we consider banana ball and other sports, I, I would like to know what Jesse would do to spice up golf. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling golf's about to get a lot more dangerous. All right, we'll come back more with Jesse Cole on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. All right, so we we all do not like this this feeling that we've lost our privacy when it comes to what we do uh, on social media and the big tech companies and they're bulldozing over this and and it starts to feel a little bit creepy and uh, you think to yourself, all right, well I know all these gigantic multi million dollar companies don't charge anything. Where in the world does the money come from? All right. Well, I'll tell you where it comes from. Uh, they're tracking you and me, and they're they're taking our data and they're selling it off to people who then drop advertising on us. And you they are valuable yeah, to them. It's, but if you say, "Well, I really don't want uh, my data being monetized by somebody without me saying that's okay," well, then you need to protect with ExpressVPN. Uh, ExpressVPN uh, now you know makes you anonymous. Uh, almost all of your online presence uh, will be anonymous now because it hides your IP address. Uh, your activity will be more difficult to trace and then sell off, as we said, to advertisers. What's more is ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your data to protect you from eavesdroppers that just are trying to check out your network. Uh, and the ExpressVPN app, I know what the standard is. When we say if something's easy, can Rick do it? Yes. Uh, I, it couldn't be easier. How long does it take Rick to master? How long does it take Rick to do it? You, you just tap one button on your phone or your computer, and you're protected. So it's finally time to say no to censorship and take back your online privacy with the VPN that we trust. ExpressVPN.com slash Rick Bubba. Uh, just go to our link, and we'll get you an extra three months of ExpressVPN service for free. Again, that's EX. P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Rick Bubba. ExpressVPN.com slash Rick Bubba to protect your data today. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. You got about 10 more minutes left in this episode. We're talking with Jesse Cole. Uh, he's a founder of Fans First Entertainment. He and his wife have developed another version of baseball with the Savannah Bananas and the Party Animals. And uh, early on, this uh, people are, are coming to this in droves. Uh, they've been interviewed all over. It's in its infancy. Uh, and we've talked about some of the rule changes he's made to baseball to make it a lot more fun and move a little quicker. And, Bubba, you'd like to put his expertise to work other places. Yeah, and, Jesse, if you don't think we're not fired up about this, I just ordered two hats from you <laughs> Okay, while, while we were doing that commercial. Uh, so I, I'm going to put you on the spot, and it's unfair because I know you specialize in baseball. But just we're just playing the hey, what if game. What if you were in charge of golf? What would you change? Well, for us, the lens we always use is, is uh, what frustrates you about. And if you're your own either player or you're a c- consumer, what frustrates you? So for me, I, I struggle doing 18 holes. I, after nine, I've had enough. I'm good. Two yeah. hours, I'm good. <laughs> so, so, so immediately there's a problem there. But, you know, I, I, I look at speed again. Again, think about golf. It's slow. It's deliberate. You come up to it. Everything's quiet. You know, all. I don't like the quiet. I don't like the quiet. I don't either. Exactly. Well, that's why that's why waste management 16th hole has thousands of people at it because it's a party. All right. <laughs> so that's so whatever frustrates you do the exact opposite. Whatever's off, whatever's normally the exact opposite. So what I would do is I would think of speed golf. So I immediately think about speed golf. And again, you say, well, you got to take your time. Well, people can evolve and learn how to not step out of the batter's box and be ready to hit. Right. People can learn how to come up and hit balls quickly. So what's speed golf look like? I don't know. Could you, could you have a two-person team? Could you have one person halfway in the fairway? They hit it, then the other person goes, then the next person got to get up there. I mean, are these, these ways that you could look at golf to say it's more than like, you hit it, you got to run. Like it's, it's based on how, many, how, many, how you get it in, but also the time it takes you to get it in. 
And now you're watching two things at once. Not just, oh, that was a good swing. Or like now you're watching the clock. Is he going to beat the other person, the other team or the other person? Those are questions I would ask. Yeah, that, I that, love that. Yeah, that may, and we think trash talking should come to golf. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we really think somebody well, gets up and plays, hey, come on, hey, don't choke. But, but, you know, the thing, Jesse, is always strange to me, and, and we have this in tennis too to a degree, that, you know, when we play basketball, people did cheers, they kicked the bleachers, but everybody gets quiet for you in golf. Yeah. I mean, I think we ought to make noise. Trash talk. Let the crowd holler. There, there should be music. There should be bands at every hole. There should be like, you know, it should be, it should be a party <laughs> atmosphere. Well, think about it from a fan perspective. Oh, great swing. I'll go watch someone else take another great swing. Like, what is different <laughs> about every hole? What is exciting? I make every hole a new experience. So there's experiential, and then there's also changing the rules. Yeah, They I, can win on the experience first, and then the rules come next. So That's kind of how you're saying it. there should not be a sport that you would tell your doctor, I think my blood pressure would be better if you'd come take my blood pressure at this sport. <laughs> it should be the opposite. Right. You know, I should be in a frenzy. I shouldn't be going, I think I'll go watch that so I can relax. Well, you get fired up. I mean, look at soccer fans in Europe. You know, I mean, look at some of, I mean, even baseball in Korea. So they're standing. It, sports should not be a spectator sport. It should be a sport that you feel a part of. Well, soccer like needs some work on it. Yeah, you, you know, you're soccer gonna have to, you're, definitely you're gonna have to work on, on so- soccer. We we want to set the ball on fire. Yeah, it's just too and, much uh, kicking and kicking and nothing. And happening. the field's too big. Let's yeah. bring it in. There's too much room. <laughs> I'm with you on all that, but but the thing is, the fans are into it, and so that's yeah, right. different. What's crazy? I don't understand. The fans are like they they march into the stadium. So I, I think there's things you can take from each sport, but make it faster, make it more exciting, and don't be a, don't be afraid to go against the traditions, the way things have always been done, especially now. Jesse, think about. Let, let me ask you what you think about this. Like in golf, they call a sand trap a hazard. That's really not a hazard. That's sand. Yeah. What if Terry really? Tate office linebackers guarding the green? Yes. <laughs> thousand percent. You love that. All right, we got we got about six minutes left. Let me ask you this: Has there been any feedback from the fans that say now this particular thing we didn't like? It, it went too far. Do you have anything that anybody says has gone too far yet? Oh. Yeah, I mean, well, from the beginning with us, with our, our adult, we, I mean, we sell Dolce and banana underwear. You know, most teams sell T-shirts and hats. We actually have underwear with a big banana on the crotch. Yes. And, uh, and so we first got pushed back on that. Then we started giving away colon cleansings, porta johns. We play games in kilts. We get lots of pushback on some of the crazy things. <laughs> but as far as the rules, not the rules, though? The rules, uh, I think the showdown's still confusing to some people. And I think the walk, from what we hear, sometimes I – mean, our players didn't throw as many strikes as they want. So if you have a lots of those sprints, okay. you know, it gets kind of redundant. It's still a sprint. So right. those are the areas that we need to walk. And yes, some people love bunting and you know, we don't bunt. <laughs> right. Right. Well that, but again, that you're, you're open to the idea. I'm of, flexible on that. You, one, you don't want to, it's not a, it's not a deal buster. Well, what me, he's saying you know? is he doesn't want to become the very thing that he's fighting against. You know, that's the problem. The frustration we get with major league baseball is they're not open to some suggestions of change. You're open to that. Oh, yeah. There will be a new rule next year that's added. I mean, we'll evolve. We'll make the showdowns better. I mean, again, whatever can provide more action in the game, whatever can provide people to say, I don't want to miss something, we will always try. It sounds like you probably want to work on getting some better pitchers so you can throw more strikes. <laughs> no, that's number one. Seven of our guys, seven of our guys were in the low to mid-90s. So we had pro guys, but that's with good. all the adrenaline, the yeah. first time playing in front of big crowds again, yeah. they were just they were not in the zone like they should have been. You know what you need to say? Don't make me go get a pitching machine. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know what? You're not above that. I can see that. Now, let's face it. When your kids played that that part, you knew the ball's going to be put in play a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because that if pitch they it- set the machine up right, we're going to see the bat <laughs> swung. 
hundred <laughs> percent. But I guess in this case, though, these batters are so good, it would be one home run after another if you had some machine just throwing it right to grooving it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we, I mean, we have some weird. We had some interesting characters. We had a power lifter on our team. We had a former police officer. So there were pro guys and also some guys that were, you know, doing different things. So hopefully, <laughs> well, I, uh, I love that too. I love that too. Like, how about this? Come try out. We might put you on the team if you if you could be a character. Well, the, the player that tried out play, only played high school baseball, but he comes to me in the middle of the tryout. He goes, hey, I brought my stilts and my unicycle. I go, you brought your what? He goes, well, I go on stilts and unicycle too. And I go, can you can you hit in the, the, the stilts? He goes, I never have. I go, well, take batting practice. If it goes well, you'll make the team. <laughs> now we got to get him. Hit the ball into the outfield. You better believe he made the team. You know, we got to have a bigger cage. <laughs> you know, it's like Jerry Maguire. You had me at still. <laughs> yeah. You had me at still. If you if you can make that work, then by golly, you're on the team. That's good. And uh, well, that's fantastic. Now, also, um, you, Jesse also hosts uh, the Business Done Differently podcast. So if I, if I want to find that, and this is you interviewing uh, some of the world's leading entrepreneurs and authors and speakers that think out of the box, right? Yeah, I'm just trying. We're trying to continue to learn from outside of our industry. I think that's where the best lessons come from. So, yeah, I bring in people that are doing things really different in other businesses and then learn from them and share that as well. Who's been one of your best guests you had on? Uh, uh, everyone goes to uh, Duncan Wardle, the, the former head of innovation for um, Walt, Di- Walt Disney World. He has some amazing ideas, a lot of inspiration from him. And then another one was uh, uh, the Magic Castle Hotel, um, the CEO of that, Darren Ross, the crazy things they're doing with their old school hotel in uh, California. Well, uh, I want to ask you this, too, uh, before we let you go. So uh, the, the future, what is the next thing? Uh, has it gotten to the point you think you can do these cities? You said you were going to try four. Are you waiting to see or are we going to do four for sure? Yeah, we uh, we published our vision publicly last fall of the idea of saying, why is baseball just a sport that plays just during the summer? Why can't we be year round? Why can't we play at any point? Why couldn't we have New Year's Eve games, Christmas games, Halloween games? Why not? And so as we continue to evolve, yes, the future is we'll be banana ball will be big in the spring. And we might even have a banana ball fall World Series in Savannah. But banana ball in the spring on the road, fall World Series, still have our collegiate team, mm-hmm. the real baseball, as some people would say, and then uh, continue to evolve that. And I think, again, just how can we bring it to more people? Because it's, guys, it's the most fun I've ever had on a baseball field. I've played my whole life. I've been a part of teams. But watching what happens every night is just is unbelievable. Can so you share anywhere that might see a game? Can you break any news here? Come on, Jesse. I mean, I mean, there's only going to be probably, what, I don't know, maybe 15,000 that hear this and then watch on YouTube probably 20, 30,000 people. It's not like we're going to tell anybody. So we narrowed it down to five last year. And so those cities, and I don't know if they're going to make this list, but there was New Orleans because they lost a team. There was Daytona. Uh, Johnson City had a lot of interest. And I think actually crazily, College Station in Texas had a lot of interest. Those were five. And now there's a lot more throughout the Southeast that have really reached out. So we will stay in the Southeast um, within probably 10, 12 hours next year. And then we'll expand from there. And, and is that mainly because of growing the sport? I mean, there's there's travel to consider. And it, yeah. it's a lot of overhead getting that many people from city to city. We took 100 people to Mobile. I mean, you're talking our whole pep band, our whole male cheerleading team, all of our characters, both teams, all of our staff. Uh, it's not, yeah, it's a lot. That we're, I mean, the Globetrotters just take their, you know, 20 people max. We're taking five times what the Globetrotters are taking to put on a show. Yeah. So uh, the, the flying or the very long bus trips uh, don't work the model yet, uh, hopefully soon. 
So, so, and do you just lease? I mean, you're not to the point you have your own buses yet. You just lease those based on. You, when be, you, you better believe at some point we'll have a banana bus. Oh, that's oh, what I'm thinking. You get weird out. Yes, oh, but not yet. I yeah. can see it sitting outside the stadium. Just, yeah. it just, you know, we just declaring it's a fun zone. Yes. Well, we have a Savannah Vanana, a 1960s decked out Bananas Vanana, but that can only handle a couple people. So we got to get the big bus soon. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And look, you've seen the Wienermobile from Oscar Mayer. What yeah. about one that's just a banana? That needs to happen, and and right here, if it happens, I'm letting you know first. You'll get you'll get in it. I mean, you know what? You you throw out there, hey, when you get here, gates open. Just report to the giant banana. Uh, that, that, <laughs> the that, giant banana. Yeah, exactly. are, yeah. Are you doing anything pregame wise or anything like that too? Do you have a lot going on? I guess uh, different promotions in the stands uh, and all that. I mean, guys, we do. Well, we have a pregame march while the fans are waiting in line with all of our characters, big dance, big song. Okay. But then we also start doing this year weigh-ins, like UFC boxing weigh-ins. So we take one player from the party animals, one player from the bananas. They come out, rip their shirts off. They start flexing. The glass game, a guy came out with just the banana underwear, and he's flexing. 252 pounds from Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> and we announce it. He said, are you ready to rumble? It's time for Banana Ball. Uh, Makes no sense, but the fans love it. That oh, is funny. Well, Jesse, thanks for taking time to be on with us. And, uh, of course, you can find out everything you want to know by going to the savannabananas.com all that is there and find out everything you possibly ever want to know and start looking uh, for opportunities for a banana ball to be coming to your city Jesse thanks for being with us Jesse thank you thanks you got the rock stars appreciate you yeah thanks to all of you for joining us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University the podcast